cool. <laughs> These mics sound way better than our mics. Our mic. We're slumming it. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. Uh, I get a place to set up like an actual cool little room. Yeah. Like part, have it be part of my man room. <laughs> Are we recording? Out. Yeah. Like this is just a, so you can intro it, whatever. All right, well, I'm going to do it right about now. Welcome back to episode 39 of the Comprehensive Beatdown. I'm Bloggy Bonilla. I'm Silent G. How are you guys doing out there? 39 episodes. Wow. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> we have this weird microphone set up tonight, and you can probably tell because it actually sounds good. Um, but we're having to talk into the same mic and sit uh, rather close to each other. As are our guests, who we're not going to introduce yet, so they're not really here yet. Yeah, not yet. Um, but uh, we have a special episode for you today. We're um, actually recording in uh, the studio over here in Midtown. Um, so our special two guests today and our special audio engineer is making this sound so nice. Um, <laughs> so we got uh, Walter Young and... Uh, should I say Loki or Trey? It's it's actually Lokai. Lokai. Yeah. I always called you Loki. It doesn't I think that sounds It doesn't really matter. It's kind of like, like Loke Dog, except no, for just it, your play on Loke do Dog from Don't Be a Menace. genetic thing. Nerdy genetic yeah. stuff. Nerdy All right. Genetic um, so introduce, Walter, like introduce it. yourself. Yeah, I'm Walter. My name is also a nerdy genetic thing. Yeah, it is, definitely. <laughs> um, so Walter just put out a new album, um, Echo Victor, right, under the solo uh, self-titled um, aspect there, right? Yeah, it's self-titled, but it's it's Trey and I. Okay, yeah, oh, it's okay, it's both of you. Okay, yeah. um, well, I didn't realize it was stylized that way. Well, excellent, so that's a good thing we do have you both in the room tonight. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do what we normally do and listen to the album, but we're going to listen to... Uh, these guys album we have them here to talk about it with us today so um we this is always a good time for us except the time we had fifth child but i think Sweet. that was the only yeah other time. but that doesn't really count that doesn't count <laughs> nobody likes rappers oh um do you guys rap on this album Any? i've never rapped okay <laughs> i know trey to be quite the rapper i've seen him like knock out some uh ciphers out in front Man, of I all can spit bars all day spit yeah. bars all spit day bars spit all bars day. all right so uh why don't you uh Delve into that album for us and we'll get going here. Comprehensive yes. Beatdown. I already like it. Yeah, I'm sold. I like it. Um, I've had the album for, we've had it, we've had the CD for a few weeks, but I just held off on listening until um, we got here tonight. As did I. Yeah, so we're coming in dry. So, um,. <laughs> this is terrible. This uh, microphone situation has got this is weird. Um, all right, so uh, tell us a little bit about the album. I know uh, you guys have been working on it for a little while, right? Um, yeah, so we started working on it in the summer of 2014. Mm -hmm. um, we basically uh, came into the, the process. We, we got together many times a week, uh, sometimes every day. Uh, and so basically we, we tried to come up with a new song, a new idea every single day. Mm -hmm. And so some days, you know, we'd just do one thing. Some days, you know, it wouldn't work out. We'd try a couple ideas. Right. Then by the end of the summer, we had, I don't know, maybe like 30. 40. Yeah, it was like between 30 and 40 sessions. Mm -hmm. And um, they were 
basically each day we just tried to push as far as we could like get as much done on a single thing as we could mm -hmm. um and so as a result some of them a few of the songs in the album like maybe three of them we actually did the entire thing in like one day okay like all of it but then most of the most of the songs we ended up writing all the music and then later going back and writing the lyrics and recording the vocals right um, so what's the instrumentation here? What are you guys playing on this album? Uh, it's it's kind of all over the place. We we're using like classic break samples uh, for for a lot of the drums and some individual hits. Uh, mostly just synthesis and guitar. Right. Yeah. Um, There's I think on the final album there ended up being two songs that have electric bass. Um, but yeah, most of the other bass is through the uh, chord synthesizer. Right. No keytars? No, no keytars. No, no keytars. Will there be keytars live in the no. live performance? Ooh, would there? No. no. What if we buy you a keytar? What if we'll I smash it? Uh, well, what? Like, I'll put what? it on a stand and then. I'll catch then it on fire first. Say what? Then stare at you every time I, I play it just so uh, you feel it. Say what? I can't believe you don't have a keytar over here, Trey. Why would I have a keytar? Why wouldn't you? Everybody should have a keytar. Yeah, I have four. <laughs> I can't believe you don't have one. I'll play it Are in they your all show. the same model? Uh. Man, I don't know. No, I don't have four guitars. I could just like fine, staple, fine. staple a piece of wood and put that on a. It'd be a cord tar. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I'm describing a thing that no one can see right now. So. Yeah. No, we do that a lot. Uh, we watch a lot of Sports <laughs> Center when we do this. Yeah, definitely. We date ourselves sometimes. A lot of the time, I don't know. Whatever. Um. All right. So here we're on track two. What's the name of this song? This song is Samasara. 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 What does that mean? It's a cross between Samasaran and uh, Samsara. It, Samsara is the Buddhist concept of, of being reborn. Oh, ah. Samus is a yeah. video game character. It's Samus also a video game. <laughs> it's another nerdy genetic thing. Yes. Is it, is, it, is it your video game character or is it a video game character? I mean, it's the famous Nintendo Metroid video game character. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He was reborn games. from that little ball, so like a woman actually. Yeah. You find out later. Well, there you go. You should plug your video game while we're talking about it, dude. Yeah. Maybe oh. later. <laughs> I remember when I, I beat game. Metroid for the first time, and I was, I was, you know, I date myself a little bit, but I remember beating Metroid for the first time, and then you get the special suit. Yeah. I was so excited and so disappointed at the same time, you know, because you think it's gonna be some big, but it's just, you know. When you beat Metroid, Met beat Metroid. That's some nerdy genetic shit, yeah. right? Back there. in the '80s, Mother Brain. Uh, when I was, you know, but a teenager. Ah, uh, but a teenager. Well, not quite. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So, did you guys both sing on this album? Yes. yes. Ooh, and they said that together. They harmonized like that. it a little bit. Yes. Yes. Well, that's good. Um. Let's try that. No. No. Let's do <laughs> no. 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 Let's not. We need a keytar to set the tone, uh, set the middle C for us. <laughs> I'm bringing a keytar at some point. <laughs> um, so yeah, what? Uh, so you guys self-released the album then, right? Yeah. And uh, that was nice. Again, you guys, uh, you guys are nailing <laughs> it for sure. Yeah. We're searing keytars over here. So uh, Bloggy's going to look for keytars while I talk to the guys over here. Um, so uh, what are you going to do with the album? Uh, you put it in like offbeat and just selling it off the internet and stuff mostly yeah just digital sales and, and we'll have a couple of spots in jackson uh where you can buy it mostly at offbeat and um i guess wherever else we can find somebody to put out a cd probably sneaky beans, sneaky beans usually so well. what will you guys do with your first million dollars that you make uh 
Unless you've already made a million. What Strippers you and say? cocaine? I don't well, know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I said your first million dollars. Oh, your first. Okay. Hookers and cocaine. There, there we you go. Because hookers go. have to have sex with yes. you. That's a rule. And they're generally cheaper than strippers, actually. Nobody knows that, but actually... It's kind of like when you go to Sam's as compared to Kroger, you know, kind of kind of thing. <laughs> it's what you I'm, get from I'm what you spend. I apologize to any strippers and hookers <laughs> who might be listening to the podcast. I am stereotyping, and it's my bad. Now's the time to tell them that our demographic is mainly strippers and hookers and Wade. And Wade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. No. Hey, Wade. And Wade. Hey, Wade. Wade, yeah, he always gets mentioned. Um, so... What's up with this song? What's what's the story behind this song? Do you guys like? I know because I know how you've worked. I've talked to you about this about coming in and just getting stuff down like every time, right? And like then working songs out of it, right? Yeah. Um, when that, how, were you guys coming here and like improvise stuff, or did you just both come in with ideas and just start laying stuff down? What was kind of the process? Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> basically, all the all the tracks on this album were not pre-written. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess you would call it improvisation. We generally started with a, a rhythm, a beat. Um, we kind of locked that down. A lot of times, you know, a lot of times, like I would, I would do some beat stuff, and then Trey would finesse it, make it sound better. Mm-hmm. He's um, good at that. And then uh, <laughs> this is actually one of the songs that we wrote the entire thing in one day. Okay. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. We, we, I felt like we worked really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, like as far as just getting stuff down and, and trying to arrange it. Um, so I definitely remember like playing the bass line on this and uh, generally we try to, you know, I think both of us have written a lot of music in the past and even recorded a lot of music. Mm-hmm. So we already had a lot of ideas about like song structures right. and song forms and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, so I don't know. I. Did you have a general aesthetic going into it? Did you know you wanted the album to sound like it came out sounding? Or? Well, no. I mean, like, our goal was to just basically just generate new content every day. And so we had amassed enough of it so that we could compile it or, or take our best, you know, uh-huh. kind of tracks and, and tie those together into right. a cohesive project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so part of the thing that, that does unify it is the, the sound palette we use. Yeah. So, um... Like, we ended up make, making a lot of the beats. Like Trey said, we used a lot of, like, classic breaks and stuff. Um, so the drum sounds kind of change per song, but they still have a similar feel. Right. And then, of course, we use we use this one synthesizer a whole lot. Um, it has some really good bass tones. as some other, like, mid-range and high tones that we use. Right. Um, and then, like, on this song, it has, like, the glockenspiel, the little xylophone. Um, Is that the actual glockenspiel over here? Yeah, it's over a here? glockenspiel. Well, well, it's, it's then it used to be here. Yeah, it used, it, to, be, it yeah. used to be here. I took it to Seattle. Um, that's one of the, that's a pretty hipster thing you don't hear very often. I took the Glockenspiel to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're on Arcade Fire tours. Um, that is the title of the next album. Yeah, I took the Glockenspiel. <laughs> it would be appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a sex position. <laughs> Taking the Glockenspiel <laughs> to, to Seattle. Seattle. Look up Urban no, Dictionary. No, that's a Texas Glockenspiel. <laughs> You're doing it all wrong. That means it's racist. It's from Texas. Yeah, it um, means it rewrites its own history <laughs> as it right. feels necessary. And bans ethnic studies. So yeah. there you go, Texas clock. <laughs> all right, excellent. 
Um, what's the name of this track? So this is Background Noise, and it's probably going to be... Uh, we did a music video to this one that's going to be debuting oh, um, on Saturday, yeah. December 19th at Offbeat. Oh, yeah, so uh, we'll need to say that again at the end, but i talk about the show a little bit. I know there's going to be a little release party Saturday yeah. night, right? So, yeah, um, like he said, it's at Offbeat on Saturday. Mm-hmm. What December time? December 19th. Uh, doors open at 8. Doors open at 8. And... So yeah, uh, DJ Young Venom's gonna spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have some other special guests, uh, and then we're gonna show. So Clay Hardwick, Echo Mech, uh, directed the video, and so it's gonna be the release for that music video. Um, should be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so be. it's Venom and you guys playing, and, and and a special guest DJ. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be me and my brother, but we can't do it. Is it DV DJ Rain? No. No. Thank God! <laughs> oh, shots fired! Shots fired! No, it's it's a it's a good personal friend of ours. Sweet. That that hasn't been around in a minute. I know who it is. Cool. That's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I think I know. Who it is. Yeah. It's. Uh, I have no idea, but I'm gonna be excited on Saturday. Yeah. Um, we got a wedding, but uh, it's. Oh, yeah. coming over here to yeah, DJ, don't be after then we'll that. just yeah. yeah. That'll probably be the move after the wedding. Then I'll be yeah. suited up. Nice. No, I'll probably change clothes. I will not. <laughs> Are you getting suited up for the wedding? Like suited, suited up? I'm the reverend. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is the first night of my cult Saturday, actually. Sweet. Sweet. Are you? Who's bringing the Kool Aid? I don't know. What kind of Kool Aid? I think that's week three. Week one is established. Week two is gather gaggle of virgins, and week three is Kool Aid. Okay, so I'm in for week two. Yeah, yeah. You'll probably want to drop out right before week three. Yeah, probably not going to show up. You guys want to come? Like, you can do the first two, but you don't want to be there for Kool Aid. Definitely, yeah. things get weird. Yeah, it's gonna be basalt Kool Aid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, the zombie apocalypse was born. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, have you seen that "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" episode? No. Where they're convinced that they're at a they're at this wedding reception for that uh, white trash family. Yeah. What's what's their name? I can't remember their name. Um, the Mc, McPoyles. McPoyles. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're at the uh, the sisters getting married. Or one of yeah, yeah, the sisters getting married, and somebody spiked all the punch with bath salts. But you don't know that until the, like towards the end, because they are at the police talking about how they were at the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, because everybody was on bath salts, and they thought everybody was eating each other. I think um, that's yeah. like the fourth time they wrecked these car. Yeah, or yeah. like the fourth car that they wrecked. Yeah. I like that the M. Night Shyamalan uh, twist was that everyone was on bath salts. <laughs> like that's so that's so fucking genius. Next track, DJ. All right, what we got here? This track is titled, You Took the Words Out of My Mouth. You have to say it like that? Yeah, yeah I do. It's like a Creed song or you, something? You took the words out of my mouth. Ooh. I like, you took the words out of my mouth. That's my Creed. Is that good? <laughs> That's a Creed song? That actually was much? pretty good. Thanks. I it had too that. much twang, though. Too much, it did have too much twang. I just go twang. I was really disappointed. I went and watched the Creed movie, and I so thought it was going to be a biography. There's about a Creed movie? The- Apollo Creed. No, Apollo Creed. <laughs> oh, okay. It's totally fake Creed. Whoa. Yeah. Not, not Scott Stafford. It was not Scott Stafford at all. It was not what I, what I signed up for. I couldn't get a refund either. 
That's horrible. I came here to try to get higher, damn it. Sylvester Stallone was in it. I was wondering what he had to do with the band. I thought maybe, you know. Maybe he's been the band. That's the M. Night Shyamalan turn, is that uh, he was in Greed all along. He is actually Scott Stapp. He's always been the drummer. (laughs) (laughs) He was always the drummer. Okay, so we figured that out, too. All right. All right. That's more M. Night Shyamalan references than we've ever had on the podcast. Speaking before. of it's really offended when you say that. M. Night Shyamalan. Did anybody see his last movie, The uh, the Visit? No. no. It wasn't bad. Last one I saw was the Alien one. What was the gives. twist? Uh, Spoiler alert. Bruce Willis was naked the, the whole time. I mean, I guess I could. I mean, if nobody's. I'm never gonna watch, watch that fucking movie. But um, no, the twist <laughs> is like the kids go to stay like the weekend with their with their grandparents, who the mother has been estranged from for a long time, and um, so the whole time they're not having very fun. A lot of weird, creepy things are happening. Like the grandmother like gets up at night and does some crazy stuff, and the grandfather does some crazy stuff. And um, but anyway, the twist is is at the end, like the day this, the day they're supposed to leave they're really creeped out because their grandparents are acting really strange and um they kill they they end up the kids end up seeing them kill kill somebody or they think they see them kill see them kill somebody well turns out they've got a uh, they've got a uh, a laptop that they're video chatting with their mom and so they're video chatting with their mom and she's like uh grandparents grandma and grandpa are acting really strange and she's like, well, show them to me. And they show them to her, and the gra- the mother's face just drops, and it's not her parents. And so, like, the kids are with these total strangers, and the strangers, like, escape from a set, uh, an insane asylum and kill the, kill the grandparents. And then uh, they were going to kill the children. What a twist! Yeah. So they wore the grandparents? No, they did not. The kids, oh. the kids had never seen the grandparents. Uh, I mean, it was, it was just, it was, yeah, it was I okay. See. I mean, it wasn't aliens or anything like that, like you would figure an M. Night Shyamalan movie would be about. Also, um, their greatest weakness, water. Come yeah. on. Sweet. Why would they come away. to a planet full of water? Dumbest dumbest fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> Both the grandparents drown because they can't swim. Oh. No, um, no, that's not. <laughs> they were all on bath salts. <laughs> but, and just um, move near the water and they'll go away. You're, uh, you're on my phone. Oh, damn it. There you go. Fucking up over here. Track. Yeah. Song. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's way better at this than we are. So he this should've... one's called Comet. Comet? Comet. Comet. Yeah. Comet. One Comet. thing I, I like about how the album uh, turned out is it has, it has an interesting aesthetic. Uh, combination of like kind of an electronic album mm-hmm. and then more of like a rock album right and so i have i have a history of being in rock bands and, I was, and doing a lot of that yeah i was gonna ask you talk we tell us a little bit about um because i before i knew you i knew you as being in a couple different bands around yeah. jackson back in the day and actually you were my best friend's best friend's brother um oh nate, yeah. yeah nate Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, knew of you then, but, yeah, so I used to come see you play all the time before yeah. I, like, actually met you. So talk a little bit about what you've done in the past in Jackson. Okay. Yeah, so when I was I was still pretty young, I think I was 17, I started a band called Alexander Stark Heart. Um, it was a kind of an indie rock band. Uh, played together for probably six years. Maybe that's not right. Maybe only, like, four years. The band was good. 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I met, I ended up, uh, meeting my friend Jim Hennigan. He ended up joining, uh, my kind of childhood friend, Roy Gohagan, played in that band with me the whole time. And then we met Jim later. And then later, uh, Daniel Johnson joined 
for uh, last album. And so, and so then that band broke up basically when uh, Roy moved away. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, Jim, Daniel, and I started a band called the Triforce. It was another video game reference. Um, <laughs> but uh, that band was really cool. Daniel played saxophone and did some synthesizer stuff, and Jim played guitar and sang, and I played drums. And uh, I really liked that band. We um, we played live a few times in Jackson. It never seemed like it went over that well. And I think one of the reasons is because we kind of played slow music. And mm-hmm. People didn't really know how to engage with that in right. a live context. Um, so, yeah. And then after that, for a few years, I'd, I worked on some music at home. I wrote an electronic album. Um, yeah. And then... Didn't really do much in the music scene. I would play the MIA, the Improv Alliance shows every mm-hmm. once in a while. And then, yeah, uh, in 2014, I guess, I met back up with Trey. Trey and I had met in 2005, I think. It was yeah, a long was time ago. Long time yeah. Um, and so we'd actually played a little bit together back in the day. And and so, yeah, so I had a, I had a selection of songs that I was working on by myself and they just weren't you know they just weren't really that good Mm. and so I was like hey Trey you should magically make these songs better and he's like why don't we just write new music yeah I was like that sounds hard but then we did it and it was awesome (laughs) sounds like a lot of work yeah (laughs) so yeah that's exactly what we ended up doing and it it worked out really well yeah I guess the first time I saw Alexander's Dark Heart was when Daniel was playing with you guys because he used to yeah. like blow into that saxophone yeah. real loud and stuff. Yeah. And that's actually when I reconnected with him a little bit because we knew each other way back in high school, okay. back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, so, Trey, tell us about what you do other than this, your musical endeavors. Oh, um, started like digital music production when I was around 12 on Free Loops. Free loops. Yeah, nice. old, old school yeah. version, what, three, I think it was, that I started with. Damn. Uh, and it just kind of blew my mind. I'd been playing in, like, garage bands and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, I, now I don't have to, like, arrange times for, like, these three people to meet up in a room. I can do everything right. myself and, like, come out with, like, a full full written, recorded song. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I got kind of obsessed with it, and... Um, when I uh, finished high school, I actually dropped out, got a GED, moved to Jackson, and uh, just tried to start meeting people. Uh, and Daniel Johnson was one of the first people that I met when I moved here. Mm-hmm. We both worked at Keepers together. Nice. Uh, nice. He was on the fry station. I was dishwasher. Nice. Um, but we had played music together, and I met Walter at the time because I think Walter was rooming with Daniel. Um, yeah. <coughs> and... Uh, Lived here for a couple of years, worked at Rainbow for a really long time and then at High Noon and, and also in the store, mm-hmm. and uh, moved to Austin, Texas with a friend of mine named um, Jared Dodd, who had paid to go to this place called MediaTek, um, which is like a technical institute for uh, audio engineering. Wow. Um, and I didn't have the money to go, so I just kind of borrowed his ID and checked into his classes and met the, <laughs> met the staff and read all the texts. And really? We, we, uh, like, I got internships based out of that, so I was working around Austin for a while. And, um, like, because of poverty, ended up back here, just like most yeah. young 20-year-olds do. Yes. Uh, and just kind of kept up with the whole um, 
like audio engineering thing it's always really been fascinating to me mm-hmm. like it's the it's the one thing that i've kind of banked on right so um worked here for a while and then moved to baton rouge and worked at this place called socket studio for two years yeah and had the opportunity to work with um uh, mystical on Childish Campino's record. Um, just you know, it was a it was a major studio mm-hmm. that we had. You know, and that was a great learning experience. Just yeah. like how to run and function a major studio mm-hmm. that had multiple facilities. Um, and then moved back to Jackson uh, just because I missed it. Really, yeah. like I missed the kind of community-based um, right. stuff around here. Missed all my friends. Yeah. So. Uh, came back here and have been doing music production, you know, the whole time. I worked with uh, several groups, uh, Walter, Adam, Collier, or AJC, and the Envelope Pushers on their new album that's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, working with just a handful of, like, hip-hop artists around town. Oh, Daniel Guacada also worked on Oh, yeah, record. yeah, that's right. That's um, out already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out, I think, four months ago. It was right before yeah. you left. Yeah, right, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and you're and Walter, you're out. Of, you're in Seattle now. Currently, yeah, I right? moved. Yeah, so I graduated uh, from JSU. I got a master's in May, and then I I moved out to Seattle in June. And uh, yeah, but working with Trey was really cool. Um, like I said, we'd met a long time ago, and when I met when I met him then, I was always really impressed. He was very uh, disciplined with his like. He played bass and guitar really well, mm. and uh, just always seemed really like had a lot of focus. Right. And so then, you know, almost a decade later, I started working with again. And like you said, he'd worked in these studios and he had all this knowledge. And uh, like I, I'd done a lot of this like on my own, done a lot of similar things that he did, but without the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So like was basically just flailing around. Like maybe this will sound good, but like he actually knows like why things sound the way they right. do or like you know what what compressors to use and stuff like that and so uh so working together was really cool like i said we worked really fast um he uh later in the project especially gave me a lot of good like kind of vocal coaching mm-hmm. um which i'd never really had so that was cool i learned a lot from that um yeah it was it was a really good experience for me that's what's up well, it's all love here with the uh, try to the make new things album. fun, you know. <coughs> yeah, totally. A lot, a lot of uh, artists kind of like dread going to the studio, and it's not supposed to be that way. You're supposed no. to be like having fun and creating new things. Totally. Still yeah. being mindful of like, yeah, you get you're paying for your time. You're mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth. Out, but. Yeah. And I think I think both Trey and I get really excited about <coughs> like the re- like the recording process yeah. and creating a recording. Um, so over the years, definitely when I was younger, you know, I'd for me songwriting was sitting down with a guitar and coming up with a chord progression and mm-hmm. writing some lyrics and stuff right and i mean that's really valid and and a lot of people do that um but i don't know i, f- I feel like uh we we worked really well together we shared a vocabulary um so we could communicate really effectively mm-hmm. and um it's just like i said it was a really good experience yeah so. um what's the live setup like Non-existent at the moment yeah. because he's so, in Seattle. Yeah. yeah, but but also even when we started, 
well, like I was saying, like we're both excited about like recording, mm-hmm. and so when we started, we basically said like let's try to make this recording as like as good as it can be, right? And like let's save all the live stuff for later. Yeah. So when you buy the, the guitars, the, yeah, that's yeah. when we'll get like the flaming guitars. Yeah. I've got one on order from Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay. it'll, it'll be here in two days. Here in two days. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll be here Thursday. That's what's up. <laughs> no, it's actually so we'll Friday have it for Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, and <laughs> all joking aside, I don't think you can logistically perform these songs without a keytar. Like, somebody's <laughs> got to have look, one around their look, neck. Look, you don't even have to play it. You just have neck. it around your neck. Yeah, wear it backwards. Just, yeah, I mean, you can wear it I backwards. I mean, why not, why not make it the front man? Just put a mic in front of it and, like, yes. set it on a stand. Put a scarf on the microphone. Yes. 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 Okay. Name the guitar Echo trademark. Victor. <laughs> yeah, I'm an Echo Victor fan. He's a guitar. It talks with a computer voice. I'm an Echo Victor. I'm a guitar. I'm I, a hybrid machine. What are you talking I am Echo Victor. <laughs> okay, uh, enough of that. Um, yeah, I'm done with the guitar. Okay, so, but uh, off topic real quick. Um, speaking of talking robots, uh are talking guitars. Star Wars is this week, and we mentioned before <laughs> yep. that we have to talk yeah, about Yeah, I mean, we've talked about video bit. games and stuff like that, so I mean, I, I believe yeah. that we're, we're still within the uh, realm of... Oh, certainly, and yeah. nerddom. We try to stay uh, current with pop culture on the comprehensive yeah. detail. Yeah, so I've got tickets to Thursday night, which I, I thought mean, was the first showing, and it turns out it was not the first showing, so ooh, I've been duped. Bad nerd. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's like... We, mm. Us who live through episodes one through three... Yeah. have the right to be cautiously optimistic because yeah. they pretty much destroyed my childhood with those things. Yeah, they, they shat the bed real bad. Yeah. I, I mean, acted like I liked the first one, but... that They that stabbed me in the heart repeatedly. Uh, it's just because of the trailer. The trailer was awesome. Yeah, it was. The trailer was awesome. Speaking of trailers, that Independence Day trailer for next Actually year looks fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was worried about how they were going to pull that off, but uh, I think it, the new Independence Day resurgence yeah. is going to be pretty With a grizzled Jeff killer. Goldblum. Yeah. I do like the the fact that I read something on the internet about like the guy that wrote the scripts for it was just like, mm, Will Smith might bail on this, so let's oh, really? write a backup. And Will Smith bailed on it, so they had a backup. Yeah. Let's write it as Goldblum is <laughs> the badass. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, awesome. What else? We got a big movie year next year. I mean, we got Captain America, we got Suicide Squad, and Batman vs Superman next year, right? J.K. Rowling is putting a new movie out from the Harry Potter yeah, universe. What is it? Um, that book she put out, the Fantastic Mad- Creatures, the Fantastic Creatures, and where they come from. Yeah. It's like a book she put out after the I last book. Yeah, it's like a, it's an offshoot of the Harry Potter. Yeah, stuff, it's right? in the universe, yeah. but yeah, it's not okay. nothing involves these characters. I was I'm pretty excited about that I'm a Harry Potter guy. Yeah, um, I was never a Harry, Harry Potter guy until I actually uh, watched the movies. And I thought they did they were pretty good. Yeah, so the books I, are fantastic. Yeah, so I know I got to go back and yeah. one day I'll go back and read the books. Yeah, I think uh, when I learned to read again. I think I was like a little older than a lot of the original Harry Potter fans. Oh yeah. But I did I actually went back and read all the books like one summer like after they were all out. Mm-hmm. I think I read all of them in like eight weeks or yeah, something. Yeah. Nice. Um, we picked up when the fourth book came out. Um, Nate had been reading since the beginning. Okay. He was like, you got to read these books. I was like, no, I'm not reading. That's fucking stupid. He's like, yeah. you got to read these books. So by the time the fourth one came out, I got caught up. And man, we uh, went to midnight releases of the books and the movies and stuff like that. It was total nerddom. And we were creepy adults at Harry Potter stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm but thinking- by the by the last movie, it was like... 
It's a very general audience. Oh, definitely. You know? That shit was dark, fucked up. Yeah. 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 I, I will say that uh, on well, back on the Star Wars on. is that uh, the nerd, you know, they premiered it in L.A. Right. Uh, already. Yeah, last I think time. so. Yeah. And so um, a lot of the a lot of the. Uh, the nerd hierarchy, Rain Wilson and some of those people, <laughs> but they all they all really liked it. And said it was really really good. So I don't know if they're on the payroll. I don't know if any of them have movies coming out on Disney gonna be really or anything good. like that. But I do think, and, and it's a, it's from, from what I've understood is it's a it's a reintroduction, but it's an also a <laughs> someone left a <laughs> that's a big ass plate of chicken. The tray just walked and put in the middle of the floor. Of chicken outside the door. Uh, <laughs> I heard there might be chicken. I heard there might be chicken. Hey, can we get third it album title? Third album title. I heard there, might, I be heard there might be chicken. <laughs> Y'all oh. got them big genetically modified chickens too. Yeah, they, them motherfuckers some are huge. Yeah, it's some huge chicken. And, legs. and to be fair, that's how I like my chicken. I don't give a shit about. Yeah, whatever, I need it genetically yeah, modified. Those are, those are some nice oh. fucking chicken legs right there. Yeah, but I'm excited because I think it's going to be an introduction. But I think it's going to satisfy the old fans. Yeah. But allow them to move forward with the entire series and with the oh, entire. Because yeah. they've got offshoot movie plant movie. Yeah. I mean, they got a whole. I mean, I'm yeah. Into it. So one thing I keep seeing over and over is like this idea of of trying to appeal to the old crowd, but also introduce it to a new generation. Um, yeah, my god kids are three and a half and four and a half are all absolutely obsessed with Star Wars. And they know more than I do because they watch all those cartoons oh, yeah, all that come on. And yeah, they, so, they yeah. see all that shit. Um, and they know all the new characters. So they're telling me about what Kylo Ren and the new yeah. droid and all that. I was like, see, that was, I have no fucking clue That was confusing about. to me that, that so many people knew about Kylo Ren. Because I, yeah. I was like, that's just some dude wearing black in a trailer. But that's what I'm thinking. Other people are like, know all about it. I'm like, cool, part, part of Darth Vader's helmet. That's cool. Yeah. And then these kids are telling me all about their shit um, and it's genius it's fucking Disney it's fucking evil as shit you know but it's genius and these kids um, my little uh, one of my little god kids uh, he's four and a half and um, he calls it Christmas Star Wars because the only way they've been able to get him to chill out is to say he can't see it till Christmas so he's thinking it's a, it's a I don't know he's not expecting a Christmas movie yeah let him watch the Christmas, Christmas yeah, Star Wars yeah, ruin I brought that up in a room full of, I brought that up in a room full of people our age including Austin Nate and Catherine none of them had ever heard of that before Really, really? I was like, was really? I thought, terrible. Yeah, I thought that was like a cultural like. I watched that with uh, with Patrick Jerome like two years ago, I think. Oh it was God. pretty awful. Oh, it's, it lived it's up, so great. It lived up to it, the uh, negative hype. Was it Battle for Indoor? That was another movie. That was a movie yeah. And I still never that seen that one. I haven't like, seen that one. Yeah, there was some there was some really really bad stuff. Yeah, but good. For, I mean, Star Wars. It should live in perpetuity. I guess. It well, I mean. It is my childhood. I remember yeah. watching the big old laser discs my aunt had, like the whole set, like the whole mm-hmm. all three movies. And then for Christmas one year, they came into a bunch of money. So Christmas one year, I literally got like half a refrigerator box full of Star Wars toys. Right. Like at a Star Destroyer, like every character yeah. that was out yeah. there. That Star Destroyer I mean, I just, was pimp. Yeah, the Star Destroyer was awesome. It had a little Darth Vader chamber in it that, you know, that yeah. you sat in. That's awesome. Anyway. All right, so tell us about this song. Called That's All I Got. So this one, uh, this has a little bit different vibe. Than yeah, um, almost like a, a spaghetti western. That's what I was thinking of the guitar yeah. sound in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we worked pretty hard on this one, I'd yeah. say. Some of them, some of the songs definitely felt more effortless than others. And that, you know, that's something that happens in creative pursuits. Right. But, uh, but yeah. 
This one, I feel like it took us a, a long time to kind of get it to where it, where it got. Right. To get it where it got. It's to nice. Get it <laughs> yeah, it's got a different sound. Uh, it's a little more forlorn than the rest of the album, yeah. maybe. Is that a good I word? Can see that. Is that word? I don't know what that yeah. word means, but it sounds good. That's great. a sounds word, and it was appropriate. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Good, good, good. good. Yeah. I like to hear that. So let's talk about this chicken some more. <laughs> Somebody just it's, left this at the door. It's taunting us. No, what's funny is it's sitting in the middle of the room. like On look, the floor. Yeah, yeah. Like We could like hyena that shit and like see who... It's not like... There's it's enough like, chicken for everyone to have plenty. in between plenty. all of us. Yeah. There's enough chicken for everyone to have plenty or for one person to have a really good chicken night. You know, like, that's... We got to decide it's if it's like, going to hey, be... Remember that Tuesday when we had that uh, really good chicken night, man? <laughs> that was such a good night. I just we just don't have good chicken nights like that. We don't have good chicken anymore. nights anymore. Nobody's leaving any plates of chicken out in front of the door for us. <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't step in it. What the hell? <laughs> More chicken. More chicken. I smelled something earlier, and I was like, man, that yeah, smells really good. Chicken. Yeah, I remember yeah. you saying there might be chicken. Yeah. There might be chicken. There might be chicken. The name of the fourth album. The name of the fourth album. There might be chicken. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. There might be chicken. I don't even know if that reference works. With Macaulay Culkin on special, <laughs> with Macaulay Culkin on special guest vocals. Uh, it's Macaulay Culkin season. You get to watch Home Alone. Uh, yeah. Walk around Christmas. And listen to Pizza Underground albums. Somebody uh, put a post today of Home Alone as if it would be written, rewritten by Corbin McCarthy. Do you oh, see nice. that? No. Yeah, I read like he posted like a couple sentences, but posts like then shared the whole thing. The two sentences were fucking hilarious. Like whoever did that, really? it's a goddamn genius. Yeah. You should watch the uh, Batman and Famous Christmas movies. Oh, I don't they, know about they, that. They splice them in. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, Home Alone's one of them. Where they put Batman into Home Alone? Yeah, it's just it's awesome. like a dude that like pretends to be Batman, but they green screen it really well. Oh, okay. They green screen it well. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's actually in the movie. So, Walter, as a Harry Potter fan, have you seen the Dear Reader, Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone thing? I don't believe so. They play the movie, and the premise is that it's just like this old, angry guy reading the audiobook. So he doesn't completely retell the story, but he just like fucks most of it up. But it's it, you dub it over the movie. Okay. So he's like he's called Dear Reader Wizard People. So it's like an audiobook, but he changes everyone's names and like had crazy backstories, like Harry Potter's a drunk and shit. <laughs> so he's, you you watch it, Which you listen to it. Which would make sense oh, considering yeah. his upbringing. Oh yeah, totally. And he's like, but I mean. Uh, if you ever think about it, it's on YouTube called Dear Reader. Um, somebody told me about it a few years ago, and then finally made me watch it like two years ago. And it was I was like, I, I was like, I usually don't like watching stuff that people tell me I have to watch. It's usually disappointing, but she made me do it, and it was fucking incredible. Like one of the funniest things I've ever seen, especially as a big Harry Potter fan. Um, but it's kind of obscure. I don't even know how she knew about it. I'm lucky to have known about it. But yeah, check it out. It's funny. They only did the one movie. All right, what song are we on now? So this is the last song on the record called All Things Drain to the Sea. All Things what? Drain, Drain, Drain to, the to the Sea. That's true. You ain't lying. Anything special about this song? This uh, one This one was another one that kind of took a lot of work. Um, yeah. We kind of... I don't know. Does this one have it's, porn in it? It's... it's, it's uh, Oh, this, is the, uh, this, this has the, uh, <laughs> the, the Super Mario, Mario Brothers yeah. fall <laughs> sound. As you're like, when you get the scepter, uh-huh. after you beat the castle, you're falling through the oh, star yeah, yeah. things. Interesting. A lot of video game references That's on cool, here. That's cool, man. We That's, try to keep it like subtle. It. <laughs> it's not about, yeah. we're not nerdcore or anything. Nah. 
Oh, yeah, you're not MC Chris or anything like no, that. No, no. Not that goofy. That's a good thing. Yeah, very good thing. Um, well, all right, so since this is the last track, uh, do you want to, anything else you want to say that we haven't asked you or anything about the album? Any... Are there um, digital outlets they can get the album yeah, from? Yeah, plug it for us. <laughs> Definitely. Pretty much all of them. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. Pretty much anywhere you okay. look for music, it's it's probably there. All right, cool. Right, and physical copies at Offbeat. Yeah. Is there a website where they can order physical copies? Um, you can go to CD Baby and look up uh, Echo Victor. Okay. Right now, that's the only way. Like, if you're somewhere else, that's the only way to order it online. Yeah. I'm. In, in as far the, as like a physical copy, or is that just yeah, physical? yeah, physical. Okay. You, yeah, they have a few physical copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can buy it digitally in a, a few places. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so in the next year, I'm going to try to do a lot of promotion, hit up, you know, some indie music blogs like KXP and Seattle right. and just other... Send them music, like man. If they yeah. write about it, it's amazing what, like, one blog post can do yeah, for you in exactly. 2015 or 2016. Well, guys, we really appreciate you being on today. Yeah, thanks. Um, for, yeah, yeah, I'm glad this worked out. Uh, we did our special holiday episode last week with the Sharon Jones album, which was awesome. But this is our it last was. one for the year. Yeah, We're going to take right. off next Woo. year. Yeah, um, and it's great. I, I said this last week, uh, Trey, it's great having you here on the last one. Yeah, the first Because you were there on the first one. Yeah. Um, he helped us set nice. it up yeah. and showed us how to set it up for recording. Um, we've learned a lot since then and fucked up a lot since then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we are. You know, lot. actually, we, now that you say that, that was around the time when we were recording our album, mm-hmm. I think. Whenever you guys started this, that's up. right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, I, you know, I was I'm around this area a lot, hanging out so and hang out with Trey a decent amount. So yeah, I remember you guys constantly working on this album. Uh, I remember having the now that you mentioned, I remember having the discussion about using the classic breaks on the album, which I thought was cool. So it was cool to hear that. Um, definitely hear a couple things you recognize in there, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys. Uh, so look, check out uh, the Echo Victor album anywhere you get your music. Go to CD Baby for a um, physical copy if you're out of Jackson. Come by Offbeat. Um, you should go to Offbeat all the time anyway. Buy um, records. Buy yeah. records and stuff. I also want to uh, give a shout out to Clay Hardwick for yeah. for doing all our graphics. Um, yeah. All the visual stuff looks awesome. Awesome. Really um, appreciate him. Clay's a goddamn genius, yeah. man. Um, and they, uh, him and uh, he and Trey did the uh, visuals for us at the planetarium oh, Saturday night for the anniversary show. Yeah, I awesome. wish I could have been here for It that. was unreal. That was some of the coolest shit I've seen in Jackson. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it that was, was a great show. They just gave us a planetarium, and we blew it the fuck up, I think. Awesome. It was pretty awesome. Also, yeah. bands and artists in uh, Jackson, you can book the planetarium. It's totally. not that expensive. Not yeah. at all. It didn't cost us much of shit. And they See, were happy I never to have... would have thought of that when I was in a band. Yeah, um, and it really wasn't available then. Um, you know, a couple people done shows up there now that Kamikaze works for the Human and Cultural yeah. Services. Okay. Um, yeah, he. We were thinking of where we wanted to do Price Move because it's part of the whole art show, you know. And uh, I said, let's do it in the Planetarium. I think we can get it for pretty much free, and we did. And we had a vision of it and it came together it was awesome so yeah we'll be doing more stuff there in the future um, awesome yeah when we get back from our Christmas break we'll talk about Jackson Indie Music Week and probably have some people on yeah. um, to talk about that and stuff why not um, so yeah so uh, everyone thanks for listening all year um, guys thanks for being on again yeah thank you yeah totally um, check out the album and uh, I guess we will talk to you guys again sometime in January so I'm Silent G and I'm Blaggy Bonilla peace peace Good job, guys. Thanks. That was fun.